Welcome to the Catholic Single Mothers Podcast. We're a vibrant faith-based community called Momentum for Single Mothers. During our time together, we'll hear stories and messages of hope. If you're a single mother and want to learn more about our retreats, meetings, and activities, please visit MomentumMothers.org. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, everyone. Before we start this month's episode, we wanted to let you know that this will be our last episode of the series. We'll be breaking for the summer and launching a new series in the fall. We want to just thank everyone who's been listening and everyone who's reached out to us from across North America and Europe. We're so appreciative for your feedback and your support. If there's any topics that you'd love to see discussed or addressed on the Catholic Single Mothers podcast, please reach out to us at MomentumCatholicSingleMothers at gmail.com. Thank you again for all your support and enjoy this episode. I'd like to welcome everyone to our podcast. I'm Claire. I'm a co-founder of Momentum and part of the leadership team. And I'm happy to welcome Talitha here today, who's going to tell us a little bit about her story. Hi, Clara. Welcome. So Talitha was a single mother to her son for 14 years, and she's now married and has two more young children with her husband. She's a co-founder of Momentum, and she's the executive director who basically keeps things running every day. So Talitha, would you be um, able to tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. I guess when I think back to being a young adult, I I would say I wasn't fully developed in terms of my character, in terms of just being aligned with myself, with God. I think I had a lot of growing that I still needed to do. So I think I just, I wasn't where I needed to be in my 20s, just in terms of my potential where I could have been and uh, ended up... Uh, in an unhealthy relationship with someone that uh, I was trying to get out of for a while but was struggling to and became pregnant in my 20s and so that was kind of the beginning of of my journey as a single mom. So I guess you were aware of this feeling of not being where you wanted to be in life uh, before the relationship and and not being maybe where you wanted to be in your faith. Yeah, I just felt completely unprepared for adulthood. I remember feeling not ready to be in this world, like not formed to where I needed to be. I think I struggled a lot from anxiety, from depression, and I yeah, I, w- I was just struggling a lot in my 20s. Do you think that kind of led to this unhealthy relationship, that you were looking for fulfillment and completeness with someone else? I think so. I think I was longing to be loved, longing to be seen, and so I was very uh, susceptible, you know, to a man who was complimentary, who was giving me a lot of attention. I think I was very vulnerable to that. And um, and it's because I just wasn't wasn't where I needed to be, I think, at that time. So how was it to, to be in this unhealthy relationship and then find out you were pregnant? It was hard. It was a shock. Um, I think a lot of the relationship I kept kind of to myself also just because it wasn't, you know, the best relationship. So when I became pregnant, yeah, I, w- I was definitely shocked. It's hard even to think back to it because I think I've blocked so much of that out. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> so it's hard to even remember. But uh, yeah, it was a tough time. So I guess when you're when you're in those really traumatic situations, it's it's natural to 
to want to block things out and just go into survival mode and say, okay, what do I need to do right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the pregnancy, uh, triggered a, a series of events, you know, for nine months of, uh, a lot of pressure to abort at the beginning. Um, and then, and then kind of telling my family that I was pregnant, that whole process. So it was just, I think I, I, you're in survival mode. You're just going through the motions, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you have a baby. And so I think it was, uh, there's a lot from the pregnancy. I'm realizing now how much I think I've, I've blocked out. And, um, you know, although I was a single mom for 14 years, I married now and we've done so much with the single moms in the community. I realized that there's still a lot of healing that I have to go through. And I think God's gently revealing things to me and putting them in front of me, showing me now this, now look at that, just to really, um, yeah, process and heal from a lot, a lot that, that I went through. So during those those early days and those nine months, did you feel you were able to rely on God and your and your faith during that time? It was a strange experience because um, at a certain point I went to a Catholic counselor out of desperation, and I really just wanted to talk to someone about the fact that I was pregnant, um, that I didn't know what to do, that. My family wasn't aware yet that I was getting a lot of pressure to abort. So it was kind of an attempt to cling to the church and and to come back to the church and find um, some kind of peace and and support. And this counselor basically encouraged me to have an abortion. Sorry. So I guess with your your Catholic faith and your Catholic tradition to then have somebody in a position of of uh, counseling to recommend something that is not what the church teaches and yeah. and you're already confused and not sure what you want to do that must have been just tremendously challenging. Yeah, it was hard, and I really felt for women. It, it was just strange the whole the way the world talks to us it's that it's your choice but I didn't feel I had a choice I felt the only choice was to have an abortion that was the message I was getting so just looking at it in terms of having a choice I didn't even feel supported in the choice of um, feeling love for this child feeling that you know, I, I wanted, I didn't want to have an abortion. That's, that's, you know, and I don't judge anyone who's had just because, especially having lived that, I, I really understand how hard it is. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a strange experience. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things. So I guess you didn't get the, what you needed was to really talk things through and, and really see what the, the options might be and what the consequences would be of the different, the different decisions you could make and yeah. really be, felt forced into one one road. I think when I left that office, it was probably the lowest point in my pregnancy. Yeah. So you had uh, shared with me before that uh, during your pregnancy, you also had been uh, the maid of honor mm -hmm. at your sister's wedding. So mm -hmm. what was that experience like? It was the first time I really had to kind of show a lot of the community that I was pregnant. My family knew, my immediate family, but... Um, 
So it was strange kind of not being able to hide either, being the maid of honor, to have to give a talk. And it was hard, too. I didn't want to take the spotlight from my sister. You know, I love her very much. Um, and I was also dealing with just feeling embarrassed, feeling ashamed, um, maybe, you know, little comments here and there that are hurtful. Not that any, anybody means to, but it's just you're so vulnerable at that time. You feel like you're just exposed, you know, you everybody can see everybody can see that you know what's happened and uh so it's very vulnerable yeah we've talked about that a bit with momentum and how that's kind of one of the main um wounds that that single mothers have regardless of their situation that they they find themselves in their situation exposed and they they you know other people may be going through similar challenges in their life but but it's not necessarily that everybody knows what what's happening and that normally you would have a, a you know in an ideal situation a strong man who would be protecting you from that exposure and and how um difficult it can be to to just feel so alone and and you know exposed to the elements and the mm-hmm. everything that's coming at you in that really intense time in those early uh, early days during the pregnancy yeah yeah yeah, and I think that's why when my son was born, I kind of made a vow to myself to just block off everything that happened before he was born so that I could protect him and be there for him. And I think that's out of survival. You, Like you said, you're so exposed to the elements, and then you have a, a child that you have to love and raise. And so I just kind of shut it all down, you know. And um, I think I needed to do that, but I think... With that comes that you're carrying things, you know, over the years with you that, um, again, God, in the right timing, you know, brings them forward for us to heal. But I think it is something that that I carried, you know, and and will continue to carry as I go through my journey. So you found yourself as a single mother with your son. What were those early years like? Well, he was definitely a wonderful son, very... um, very uh, joyful, very talkative, just a beautiful kid. My whole family loved him so much. Just um, he was really the light, you know. And even when I was pregnant, I felt when I was, um, I felt like that relationship was slowly, I was slowly dying, like my spirit was dying. And then when I was pregnant, it's almost like there was this little spark of light that was inside me and it just started getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and so... That's how I felt about, you know, raising him. He was just a beautiful light. and um, But it was hard being a single mom. And um, I guess that when my son was around four, I was really struggling with just not feeling happy, starting to compare myself to others. A lot of my friends were getting married and, and uh, just wondering. It, the realization set in, this is my life. Like, this is not at all what I thought, you know. Not that I didn't love him, but I just was was struggling to be happy and to accept, I guess, the situation. So did you find at that time that your faith and your your um, commitment to God and that was played a role in, in going through that difficult time? Yeah, when I look back, I can see God at, at key moments. I'll say for many years, I struggled to feel God in my life. And I, I think I did search, I did pray, I did try, but 
I don't know if I was in, you know, they speak of desolation. There was definitely several years where I felt that I was in deep suffering spiritually, just this feeling of being alone, completely alone spiritually. Uh, when my son was four, I remember being in the kitchen and um, kind of having a realization that, you know, I wanted to get married. I had this idea of my life that wasn't um, matching what I was living, but I kind of felt a sense that you may get everything you want one day. You may get everything you're longing for, but that will bring with it other challenges. And you'll look back on this time and realize you were in heaven. Here you were with this beautiful child, just the two of you in a peaceful home. And that you might look back and think this was heaven, you know. And so I think that was a changing turning point for me where I... I made a choice, a conscious choice to be more grateful, to um, just appreciate and, and accept, you know, my life and, and see the good in it. So that was, that was a bit of a turning point and helped me to kind of change that course that I was on. So I guess those um, moments in our life when we're in those dark places, it's, it's so challenging to turn to gratitude. But, but if you can, I guess God can transform even though the situation doesn't change, your your perspective changes and and then you can live in a different way. Yeah, yeah. And I look back and I see God was there in that moment and really changed my heart because it was a, a clear kind of turning point. So I know you've talked um, um, before about having a sense of a bitterness as well that, that your, you know, your life wasn't what you wanted it to be. And did you want to say anything more about that? Yeah, I guess it makes me laugh because I think it's kind of taboo to feel bitter and no one wants to be like the bitter one. Um, but it is something I struggled with. Um, it's almost like I felt this darkness coming over me slowly throughout the years. And um, when my son was 10, it kind of reached its peak where it was almost a fight to not give into it. I could imagine myself completely closing off to, you know, life and and a few things happened that year. Um, the first was uh, my grandfather died. And I was it was the last time I saw him. I was going to the hospital almost every day to see him. And we had a very close relationship. And um, it was uh, I was talking to him and he said that the doctor had told him the cancer spread and it was it was the end pretty much. And I think I was really upset and he said to me, I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to remember this. He said, it's more important to live for people than to die for people. Do you hear me? And it was just like a very intense moment between us. And I said, yes, and I left. And that was the last time I saw him. But what I took from that was, because we often talk about Jesus dying for us. And then it kind of made me reflect on, well, he actually chose to live for us, to take on a life with all that suffering and the, the consequence of living is you will die, you know, but he chose to experience all these things and still be open. And so I think that started a process in my heart of not shutting off to people, not shutting down, not dying in my life, but rather living. Um, and then another big moment was when my son, it was his first, uh, it was his sacrament of confession. And the priest asked the parents to go to confession to show the children, you know, to model for them. And so I really wanted to be 
like really sincere in that moment um, just for my son. And so I confessed to the priest, I'm so bitter. I just, I'm so bitter. And I just burst out crying. And um, I really thought he would be more harsh, like say something like, well, God doesn't want us to be bitter or something more lecturing. But he just looked very sincere and very empathetic and just said, that's so difficult. And so it almost made me have more compassion on myself that it is hard that I didn't want to feel bitter and I think I started bringing that to God more bringing the broken dreams you know the disappointment the pain um, and I think that's when I really started hearing God more clearly in my life and started following him in terms of clear concrete actions you know that I felt he was calling me to it's really interesting to hear you talking about the sacraments too, and and especially your your son's um, sacramental journey. And and I know I've shared with you in my story too how confession has been a really key part, and and the role of the priest if they are really modeling Jesus and showing that compassion. It's just a a beautiful way for God to talk to us and to transform our journey. It it really changed the course of my heart. So you took this this bitterness and you were able to let go and and start to bring it to God and and uh, where did that lead? Well, I think I started just being more honest in my prayer life with God, and um, a lot of that was just sharing my pain, sharing you know I I have long a longing to to be married. I have I just started sharing everything that was in my heart, and a lot of that sharing was. Um, just the pain of being alone as a single mom. And I started to hear very clearly God saying, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> it was like very practical in a way. Um, but that just kept coming back and back and back. And um, it was kind of like empowering. Like it was a feeling that you're not wrong in what you're feeling. So what are you going to do? And um, my parents run a retreat center, and they had they run retreats for for fa Catholic families. So with a marriage program, so for twenty years, um, I had seen them doing this, and my son and I were up there, you know, every summer, and and um, so I approached them and asked them if they'd be open to doing something for single mothers. And uh, I think I was nervous to approach them because I I think I was very nervous they'd say no. And that, that would create more bitterness. <laughs> um, but they discerned it. So there was a process of discernment. And uh, in the end, they were open. They spoke with the leadership team. And uh, that we had a retreat for single moms. And that was very healing. It was just a beautiful experience for me as well. I think um, the whole journey with single moms and momentum has been helped me so much in my healing journey. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. I'm thank I'm thankful that you uh, made that request because that first retreat was uh, a really important part of my story too. And I know for a lot of the moms, just to see a Catholic event specifically for single moms was just such a turning point. So that was really the the single mothers retreat, which would would later become momentum. And uh, I know you've, um, you're now the executive director. Do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about how that uh, transpired? I guess the group was growing. 
I think we all saw the need. The need was bigger than just Montreal, the city that we're in. And so I think there was a bit of a decision of, of uh, that in order to, to continue developing the group that we needed someone more full-time on this. So um, I was married at the time, still married, but I asked my husband, can I take this summer to discern this? Just reflect on what am I supposed to do? I'd been in business in 20 years, for 20 years, so I could either kind of pursue that career or I had kind of wanted to do my own thing in more of a consulting type field. And then there was momentum. And I really didn't think that momentum would be the answer that I would cut the conclusion that I would come to. I was, I think, maybe even hoping it wouldn't be. Um, but uh, one time in prayer, I was kind of just really thinking about these other options. So like this consulting thing I wanted to do. And and then it was like single mom, single moms kind of like in the background. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, but this. And then I heard this very strong, who else? Like who else is going to do this at this time if it's not you? Again, it was very practical. Like, like who else is going to do this? There's literally no one else that can take this, do, do this change in their life right now and take this on. And, and I, I don't think if I was a single mom, I would have been able to. So I think the fact that I was married, sorry, actually gave me more support that I could do this. But um, I, I'm grateful for that clear message because it allowed us to then start fundraising and go through another process, which we were, you know, God provided what we needed. So I never would have imagined that that at the end of that time, I would feel strongly called to work for momentum but I'm very grateful because it's, it's just something that's very close to my heart and I feel very grateful for just working with you the leadership team all the women it's just been really uh I, I feel very grateful I think um I can probably speak for everyone involved in momentum to just say thank you for discerning that and and for taking that big step I mean leaving a really successful career in business to go into something which you know was uncertain at the time and even now you know we still have a a lot of work to do to to really establish momentum as a as a stable group you know for the future and and your witness is really tremendous to to trust God and and respond to that call um, in spite of all the uncertainty so um is there any message that you would like uh, to leave single moms with uh, from your story I guess it's where I really connect with single moms is just the idea of of disappointment and broken dreams and that kind of that heaviness of of not feeling fulfilled and and um and also just the feeling of of shame and being different and especially in a Catholic community, it can be hard. And I guess my message would just be, I really feel God restored my dignity with myself, you know? And and I feel God's just been such a, a close friend and really helped me find the fulfillment that I was longing for. And I think that came from just surrendering that pain to him and listening to him and sometimes that was clear messages and sometimes it was just almost like following little breadcrumbs on the floor you know and you don't know where you're going but 
and it's just building that that trust in God and which I still am but I would just say to not lose hope and to know that God has a plan for you and that he wants to fulfill those desires in your heart he put them there and he wants to fulfill them and and uh, to just bring them to him and, and and trust that he will lead you down a path that will fulfill them greater than you could even imagine yourself that's wonderful yeah, I think when you mentioned the breadcrumbs, I think of a, a friend of mine once said that God gave us a lantern and not a flashlight. So we have the lantern to kind of light our feet and mm-hmm. see the next step, but not to uh, look ahead. Yeah. And so just trusting in every every the next step, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for being with us today and for sharing your story so deeply. Thank you, Clara. Thank you, everyone, for joining our podcast today. If you're a single mother and would like to know more information about Momentum, please visit our website at MomentumMothers.org. God bless, and see you next time on the Catholic Single Mothers Podcast.